0: Hello and welcome to My Gaming Academia Episode One, a podcast with friends, video games, psychology, sociology, and more. My name is Reza, aka Sprint Speed, and I'm joined by two of my fellow buddies. If you want to introduce yourselves, I'm Javon, aka Jay Stoney,
1: and I'm Eric, aka Hysteric.
0: All right, good, good. Let's get this off the road. Now, the, this podcast is basically a discussion between us three about uh, video games, how they relate to sociology, how they relate to psychology, and basically how that impacts our lives, things that we want to take away from that, and learnings that we can have, or that maybe if there's a general discourse with the public, things to keep in mind, and as things pop up in culture and things progress, we want to be able to cover those topics. To give you some background, myself, this is Reza again. I graduated from the University of Maryland College Park with a Bachelor of Science in Psychology. While I was there, I did a lot of research on video game psychology and worked in a human-computer interaction lab there to study the effects of video games and playing video games as they relate to psychological aspects. Currently, I work in the esports industry, so I've been been a lifelong fan of gaming and have tied my career one way or another to the inevitable success or failures of video gaming as a whole. Eric, do you want to give us a little bit more background about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I also went to the University of Maryland, College Park. Go to. I was. Yep. I was a double major in psychology and computer science. My focus in psychology was cognitive and social psychology and so I was trying to apply that to do video game design that was my original goal eventually I transitioned away from that having found other interests in the related fields but I've always also been an avid gamer and always love seeing the different relations that can occur based on the different Psychological concepts that you know we see in everyday lives, and how we see them manifest in video games, and all those various effects. So, that's me.
0: Nice, Javon. You want to follow up with your
1: background for a bit?
2: Fantastic. Um, again, I'm Javon. I also went to the University of Maryland, College Park. Uh, I got my Bachelor's of Arts degree in Sociology. And now I'm currently a fourth-year PhD student uh, in informatics at Indiana University in Bloomington. And within informatics, I study the African-American experience and identity within the fighting game community specifically, but I also have done work related to race and gender classifications in video game trailers and also uh, video games and toxicity. So I have my hands uh, in uh, different pots
0: <laughs> within yeah, gaming culture. For sure. Uh, really quickly, do you guys want to tell us what your favorite game in the last five years has been? Uh, and I'll define that as a game that you've played in the last five years. I think my favorite is probably League of Legends, even though that might get some hatred or uh, <laughs> some fighting, fighting fists coming up. But... That's honestly probably my favorite game I've played in the last five years. Javon, do you have a favorite game? Um, squash is hard um, mm-hmm.
2: because it's like favorite is like there's so many good now, games for. Okay, different maybe it doesn't stuff. have to be the
0: number one the favorite, favorite, but just I, a game you could say is your one of your favorites. Okay,
2: I could say one of my favorites is Overwatch. Uh, All right, nice. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you never let us forget it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like one of my favorite games is Overwatch. It just captivated me because the characters in and of themselves have interesting stories. The, the design looks really cool. And it's also team-based, which means I can play mm-hmm. with multiple people therefore my friends uh at the same time uh, so I, I like that dynamic a lot so i would say that so far i do enjoy favorite. letting down my friends i never wait first of all
0: okay
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <But I'm just laughs> not,
1: look 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 javon let's be real here you're the always rolling away from the healers so <laughs>
2: But I always come back. I always come back. I'm not like a flying Genji. This yeah, like- you come
1: back from spawn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Heroes never die, man. <laughs> Next person. <laughs> all right, all
1: right. Um, so yeah, my favorite game. Nah, uh, well, one of them in the past you now five years has been uh, Tekken Seven, because mm-hmm. that has really ignited this like grind in me to. Play and get better. I had a, I had a lot of uh ladder anxiety when I used to play games like StarCraft or like League and uh, and such. But in uh in Tekken that no because of the way that works um it's kind of killed that for me and kind of ignited this really interesting competitive drive for me that I haven't really had in other games before. So I'm really loving that and just the amount that you can learn with such simple like you know four buttons and uh mm-hmm. and just a stick is like so I hear you like leroy is, uh what i'm getting from this i've actually been i've actually been playing lay more focused right now but um but yeah now leroy now leroy's dope but yeah they fucked up his balancing at the beginning
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like 100
0: <100%, laughs> i was just like, now
1: though at least a little more so he's still pretty no, he's still pretty good
0: but okay um, well that's good to hear Cool. Thanks for some of the additional intros. Um, and the, the so the title of the podcast, I think we should probably mention uh, My Gaming Academia. It's so I'm not a huge anime fan myself. I do enjoy certain shows. I know you two are very much into anime and we're all into games. And, you know, the title just sounds really fun to say, really fun to see. So <laughs> I think that's that's what we're going for there. Episode one is titled "Gaming in the USA." So, welcome, Javon. Do you want to talk about why we we're calling episode one the pilot "Gaming in the USA"? Um, is I, it's because we're trying to get to a broad
2: conversation related to psychology and sociology. So what does that mean? That means we're going to be talking about the ways in which an individual, an individual like a player, uh, interacts with a digital medium. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the social institutions that thus inform and also shape what gaming culture mm-hmm. is, right? So I think- How does that in- relate to the USA? Well, it's a once It's we can't talk about the world too <laughs> too much because that's the, every nation that relates itself to like to digital games in mm-hmm. some shape or form. It's it's unique, right? There's some similarities, but they also have their own unique way of uh, interacting with the digital medium. And sure. the USA just or the US just has such the, the history. Um, to it that you can really get down to like the nitty gritty. Like, if you want to talk about like the beginning of like video games, stuff like that, we have mm-hmm. that here, right? If you want to talk about like arcade culture, I mean, you can talk about arcade culture in the, in America yeah. and oh, also whoa, Japan. Spoilers,
0: spoilers. We can, tie, but, <laughs> we can dive into these later,
1: Javon. <laughs> right, my bad. Again, here, again. Keep your hands again, in your like,
0: hands. Come on.
1: I mean, the main thing is that, like, you know, kind of going off that, just we are Americans. We kind of more well know what
0: I mean what I like, it's like here. I know what it is what it's like but I definitely know more than for instance the gaming culture in Italy or like mm. India um, yeah
1: or, or even like Korea Japan right. etc not like any
0: other you country know besides the US basically
1: yeah like no there's a huge and a difference in how it is in Europe you know and that's why they have the different um, you know if you look at certain games, that no, they have different leagues for different countries entirely. So
0: yeah, for sure, cool. Uh, so when we mention psychology, sociology, or the social institutions, at a very high level, uh, what does that really mean? So can video games affect psychology, sociology? how How does that happen? If if the answer to that is yes. Um, well, I think, think
1: another thing to con- I think another thing to consider on that is even more than just um, how video games affect those, but also like how these kinds of concepts that we know about in those fields also affect the decisions that are made for video games, how they're created, how they're presented, etc. Yeah, um,
0: I like that. Um, so, do you think? I guess that being maybe one one example of the relationship of how psychology and sociology can influence the creation and development of games. Um, What other avenues of effects do you think are there, Javon? Well,
2: I think uh, for me personally, I think of like psychology and sociology as like lenses to like look through. Right. Um, And so thinking through a sociological lens, um, I would say how I interpret and understand um where first where people get information from what they think is meant by certain terms right for example not getting into too much detail but when someone says something is broken like what does that mean um because that term means something to different people but we're all uh, when i say we gamers think that they're all saying broken is and like
0: overpowered in a game
2: Right. But again, like for some, it's just overpower. Some, it means it just doesn't work at all. Uh, Mm. Or they can talk about the larger infrastructure at work. I mean, when you say the word broken, it's almost like what exactly broken are you discussing? Because you're assuming (laughs) that that one term means something. And that right there is just interesting just based off of language. But um, it's also very curious to see... um, which particular kinds of people think, uh, think through their games? So that means how do they engage, uh, with their own identities with inside uh, digital spaces? So what does it mean uh-huh. for like, character creation, like how in depth or personal do you take your character creation to someone else, right? Or what does it mean to have digital representations in games? So yeah. I think of psychology and sociology as like lenses to think through and, and to understand this relationship between real
0: world and uh digital to Here's like basically how we exist because you just keep going through these different ways that like we see ourselves we see how we want others to perceive us like within the game so
1: I mean like also (laughs) like uh,
0: those later Eric Also, all
1: things considered like you know um, those things about like you know the person's personality and everything those also tie into things like you know Javon's talking about character and everything like that you know you play a certain character in a type of game because you find that you mesh or you know, empathize with that character. And then the things of like, you know, the broken aspect, right? It's like the char- uh, characters, when well designed, their personality and the way they work in general all meld very well together. You know, like you can feel the character's personality coming around from the way their abilities work or anything like that, or just how they carry themselves through animation. And so, you know, one aspect of breaking sometimes that happens is also just like, in a sense ruining that psychological connection to sure. that character because you know you changed the way you know say for example in a fighting game you change the way a character's play style is people end up being like you broke this character because they don't play like they were they were designed to it doesn't fit with the way their character personality is etc and then that makes people lose that sort of interest they they you know you kind of cut that tie of empathy and things yeah, like that. And, and so
0: similarly with like sequels of games or updated games when you rework a character or have a character show up again and they operate differently that definitely makes a difference. Uh so when we talk about video games impacting us, influencing us and influencing how we perceive things or talk to people, how does some of this uh how do people learn about video games or hear about video games or maybe the effects of these games, uh, how does the public kind of consume some of this?
1: Well, you mostly see it through m- media, let's be honest. You yeah. Know, you see- so does,
0: how do you define media? Is that like just news networks? Is that other types?
1: Uh, no, just uh, no, media being just any form of mass communication, whether that be Facebook, Reddit, mm-hmm. Twitter, the NBC, uh a newspaper anything any no 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 way that you are trying to get mass information out you know one-on-one conversations is not media but you no no but you would sure. consider tv to be no, media this yeah. podcast is no, no, media because My we're God. not speaking to a specific person we're speaking to a broader audience in a sense and so you get no, no you get a lot of discussion thread it's like it's the methods during which obviously advertisements are done. So
0: nice. Uh, what are ways that people can find informative sources or like maybe even research if somebody's doing some real in depth dives? Where where do we get our information?
2: Um, so, uh, as an academic, there are, of course, academic articles that you can look up on. But what I want to say is like, here are some free resources that anyone can tap into. Um, One is Game Studies. uh, So GameStudies.org has been around for quite some time. And you can look at a whole sweep of different articles on a range of topics related to digital games, even some tabletop games, stuff like that. Um, There's also ROMCHIP.org as well. So these are both research uh, hubs,
0: I guess, Mm -hmm, as one example. mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. They're like uh, repositories for articles, and they're all free. You just go to the site, and you can start There's also always Google. Yeah. There's Google, but you got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about what you do. We definitely Um, do a whole episode on how to search for things. Right. And then there's also the Pew Research Center as well. The Pew Research Center has some interesting articles that give you – more statistical background or gives you statistical information related to the gaming populace which is really really useful because um, even the most even academic articles uses um, Pew Research Center uh, even the entertainment Software Association annual
0: reports uh, we still academics still use those resources okay I gotta I gotta ask with with this uh, research center do they have a Gaming, please tell me there's a gaming division. That's the also called Pew. So when you go there, it's the Pew, <laughs> Pew Research Center. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, come on, man.
2: <laughs> I think all their information related to gaming is technically Dude, under. Think like, about it; it's the internet.
0: perfect opportunity.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's under the internet and oh my God. tech hub uh, for them. But yes. Damn. If People need to learn like to, to stub a, up their naming convention. It's a missed opportunity for sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, let's be real. Research is, can sometimes be pretty ma- and lame. I mean, just like, just look at Javon, right? Whoa. Next question. Next, <laughs> next I have words
2: <laughs> to say, but I don't <laughs> think they'll be nice or suitable
0: All right. for this <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on to a question that has zero baggage and zero. (laughs) Uh, What do you think is the most impactful game in the last 10 years relating to psychology or sociology? I am normally I give my example first, but I don't want to because I need to think about it. So Eric, why don't you go first?
1: Honestly, I, I honestly think it's to me, it's a tie between uh, league and Fortnite in a way. Like, League because that that really shot the big drive of like compete in a sense competitive esports like games like StarCraft or uh, CS:GO I feel like were they were you know good fields but like very niche people like actually gunned at that League you know League was where everyone was gunning for it and then off of that I mean like Fortnite was really one of the big ones where. You know, you started really seeing, you know, um, gamers become like huge celebrities even outside of like the gaming community in a sense. You know, like uh, Ninja and such. So I feel that to you know, to me, it's a toss up between one of those two for impactful. I don't like that they were the ones that were impactful. I wish it was others, but
0: <laughs> Javon, uh, how do you feel about that? Do you have another pit selection?
2: Um, I agree with League of Legends. Uh from a researcher standpoint, League pops up in like so many research articles. Oh really?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, like Wait, we- when I was doing my undergraduate honors thesis, I remember I was like, Great, let me look up anything related to video games okay here's some stuff like let alone league of legends specific things that was it 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 depends on year man you gotta think you gotta think in research like terms
2: right so like when Gamergate happened in 2014 the research articles came out like two years after that you see what i'm saying like two three years after that so you gotta think about research time um (laughs) so that research um, I, I was thinking different. of like uh, also Fortnite as well. Fortnite is an interesting case because it's finally reached the if it reached the adult market. When I mean the adult, I'm talking about parents specifically. It reached the parents' purview um, of not only here's this game that my child was really, really into, but here's this game that my child can, like, almost, like, get their way into college with, right? Um, And that right there is very interesting because we're talking about this other institution, the educational institution, right? So it opened up with this new pipeline. Now, I'm not saying that Fortnite in and of itself created this, but it was a huge ripple effect into... This uh process of, okay, my child's interested in this game that they won't stop talking about. Okay, no, they're making money off of this now. How much money? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're making millions of dollars off of <laughs> this thing? All right, let's see how far. Oh, we can get into college now? Okay, so you, it, once you start to connect those different links together, and I think that's what Fortnite helped with, um, it, it, it really... Uh, Blossom in in a lot of directions. I've talked about Fortnite in a presentation before, and it's just interesting on on this explosion. Like Fortnite was a know nothing game; like no one really played it, right? And then all of a sudden, they had like a patch update nine months later, and it it just you know the it spiked up, and then all of a sudden another patch later, and then (laughs) boom, baby! Right? So
0: off to the races. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I think I agree with those, but for the sake of being. The odd one out on a podcast, so we have some friction there. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say Minecraft, just in that uh, it's outside of the esports realm, so it doesn't relate as much to like business and a lot of venture like capitalist investment or like public media consumption. But in my experience, seeing the rise of Minecraft specifically on YouTube was maybe the first game that like launched huge amounts of like. Influencer success and like creator success at a very large scale. Um, it was also super widespread to the public, and a the concept of just being basically virtual Legos is so pure. It just good job. Shoot, um, they Mojang? I think is the developer. Mojang, yeah, yeah, Mojang. Okay, yeah. Um. I'll go with that one, even though I might be crucified on it later. I agree. League, Fortnite. I mean, I'm an eSports guy, so...
1: (laughs) I mean, like, you know, as you said there, right? It's most influential in another way. It's kind of like, what is our barometer by which we're looking at it? I'm, uh, like, you know, Javon said, like, you know, League and Fortnite because he can see the terms of, like, research and he sees the... um, and he, and he sees society, how and, uh, that changed. I'm looking at, like, hey, um, you know, esports wise, and then also, you know, how the public views it in general. You are saying, like, you know, the creator growth and such so in a way we it kind of goes to show us like these games they're so vastly different as well as just how people consume it what they interpret it as it's it's all different so i don't think there's really a, a right or wrong answer to that either you know
0: yeah and those i mean those don't even like touch the whole range of topics that that games overall have um i guess just three kind of avenues of how they've impacted our lives a bit
1: Right, and actually, you know, going off of that even, it's like, you know, a lot of the games we were talking about have been video games, but, you know, there's also tabletop games, right? Mm-hmm. Tabletop games have recently had a huge boom.
0: Why do you think tabletops had a big resurgence in the last, like, few years? If you have any idea. Or you could say, let's just talk about it another time.
1: Um, We can definitely get in-depth on it another time, but I just... Think that uh I just think that like lately it's just good intriguing tabletop games have been coming out. If you think about it right, when we were like younger, real young, like, you know, mm-hmm. toddler shit, you had like sorry and maybe the one of the most complex ones was Clue. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, and then, you know, d d has been around, but it's, but it's like, you know, such a, it was so vastly different that it just, yeah in, in a way, was its own Bro, thing. i
0: I played Sari a f- couple of years ago. It's like, literally, you're just rolling dice and doing nothing. There's like, no actual decision making there. What the heck is
1: that? Exactly. And yet, you look at all these really good board games. Like, yeah, take a look at mechs versus minions mm. alone. And it's just like, it is so simple, yet so many options that it's just, so much more oh, yeah. engaging. We need to keep so, chilling
0: Riot Games, but no, I agree. Mechstress mm-hmm. of is one of my favorite board games, actually. Also exactly. Riot,
1: right? So, but, So I think that's one of the reasons why it's made such a huge resurgence, but as for other impacts that it has, we can table that for another time.
0: <laughs> cool.
2: Yeah, I think it's important that when we talk about games, gaming culture, uh, largely, that we have to keep in mind that things are interconnected, and uh... Not everything exists. I mean, things don't exist in a vacuum in and of itself. So, if we say this, this went from this, or this caused this, um, it's not probably just a and then b. It's probably a combination of a through z, and then that created its own thing, right? Or it helped usher in this other thing, right? So,
0: okay, if we went like, through a through z, what's the next thing going to be called? We already ran out of letters.
2: We're on numbers now, right? <laughs> So I'm just saying you're, that... Things you're only are thinking about the uh, yeah the English you're only
1: alphabet. thinking about the American alphabet yeah.
2: correct <laughs> I'm just saying that things are interconnected uh, so therefore if you know talking about what's like that the question right what is the most influential game in the past ten years I mean yeah that, that depends on perspective depends what you mean by influential to who uh, at what time point uh, all all those things but I think that leads it to um, some very interesting questions. So I think about like this, when we discuss video games and game culture, we should think broadly and then we can get into the specifics. Once we start to narrow our focus
0: down. Nice. And speaking of interconnectivity, uh, like, like we all know, video games cause violence. Um, I'm just joking. Uh, Please, please don't destroy me on the internet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, uh, yeah. Slash like,
1: S people. Very hard slash S. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll dive into that another time. But um, yeah, that's, I think that's really important to keep in mind where it's not just a one directional relationship of one type of thing. You have hundreds of influencers coming in on these things that are also, while they're influencing one aspect, they're influencing each other and how things interact. So I, I guess it's, it's so complex. That's why people like Javon, or other people that are currently actively involved in professional level academic research have to do so much. And I guess it's, it's really exciting to me that we still have so much left to like discover and learn about who we are and how these things impact us. Well, I think uh, we're right approaching 30 minutes. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this week and I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope Eric and Javon, AKA Jay Stoney, AKA hysteric respectively. Wait, no, I think I mixed those up. Not respectively. Um, <laughs> you guys enjoyed going to talk with me a little bit this week. Uh, we can definitely come back next time as a sneak preview. I believe we're talking about researching this shit. RTS for short. So
1: hope uh, how you guys funny.
0: <laughs> listen. I didn't come up with that, but I respect whoever did. <laughs> One of you guys uh, props to you, but thanks for joining me. And I hope you guys are able to enjoy the pandemic quarantine we're currently undergoing. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>